Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. This week, I'd like to reflect on what's been my best and hardest year in property to date. So I've been a property investor now for over 19 years and I've had some difficult years, especially at the start of my journey. But the last two or three years with the pandemic and everything that's been happening in the world, it's been a tough time for a lot of people. And what I want to do today is share with you some of the challenges I've had over the last 12 months, but also some of the big wins that I've gone through as I've learned a lot in the last few months. and. Um, I've managed to come through the other side with a lot more resilience in terms of where I'm at with my property business and where I'm looking to take it to. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is the amount of deals that I've done in 2022. I've never done so many deals in one year as I've done in the last 12 months. Now, when you look back, it seems like, like it's years since the pandemic started, but the reality is as we started 2022, there was still a lot of restrictions in place. The pandemic was, there was no lockdowns, but the pandemic was still very much in people's minds. There was still a lot of people worried about what would happen and a lot of changes needed. Only a few short months ago, we didn't know that there was gonna be a war starting in February. So the plans that we would have put in place at the beginning of 2022 were pretty much thrown out the window by within a six to eight weeks of the start of the year. So when I wrote my plans for 2022, in Christmas 2021, which is what I do every single year. And I recommend, if you're listening to this, that you take some time over Christmas and plan your um, thoughts and plan your business model for next year. What are you gonna be doing? What deals are you gonna be looking at? What area are you gonna be investing in? And how are you gonna find those deals? And also how are you gonna fund those deals? And what methods are you gonna use to acquire those properties? So are you gonna use your own money? Are you gonna use other people's funds? Or are you gonna use creative investment techniques like things like rent to rents or lease option agreements or maybe even assisted sales? So I do this every single Christmas. I sit down and I plan my business for 2023 what I'll be doing this year. Last year I was planning for the 2022 year and I plan to do one deal per month. Now one deal per month is a big target for many people. One deal a month is typically what I was doing through 2021 and that's where I seen myself going through 2022 as well. Now I said nobody would have predicted that there would be a war starting in Europe within six to eight weeks of that plan being put together. But also, I didn't predict that by the end of January, I would come across a portfolio of 34 properties that was available in my local area. So this became the first deal, the main target of 2022. Immediately, my target of one deal a month is completely blown out of the water. Now, technically it's one deal, it's one portfolio purchase, but it is 34 properties. So we managed to get this deal across the line by July. So mid-July, it took over six months. It was tough. There was thousands of emails. There was five different sets of solicitors dealing with the whole process. Loads of challenges. Lots of moments where we felt the deal might not happen. Our mortgage offer ran out. We had to get it extended. We had to pay about 3,000 pounds for that extension and we only eventually got it across the line with about three days left on the extended mortgage offer. So very, very challenging, but 
it was six months to get 34 properties. That is one property per week if you were to think about it as individual purchases. Now here's the best thing about this deal. When we secured it, because we bought the company the properties were held in, instead of the properties themselves, what that meant was we could then massively reduce our stamp duty bill. And we ended up paying stamp duty on sheer purchase, which is half a percent, rather than on the property value purchase. The portfolio purchase was 1.67 million. Stamp duty on that would have been 164,000 pounds. We ended up paying less than 5,000 pounds stamp duty on that deal. If you wanna know more, by the way, about that portfolio purchase, then you can go to the Progressive Property YouTube channel where there's a video I've done showing you the portfolio and talking through it in detail. It's called How I Make 12K a Month from This Below Market Value Property, My Biggest Deal Ever. So you can find that on the Progressive Property YouTube channel if you wanna know more about it. So that was my first big deal of the year. That already had thrown my number of deals per month out of the water. However, on top of that, because I didn't just focus on one deal, and this is a really important lesson as a property investor, I see a lot of people what are doing what I call going down a rabbit hole. So they'll spend most of a year chasing one deal, and then if that deal doesn't come off, they end up with nothing. So while we were working on that portfolio, I was still working on my other plan, which was aiming to get one deal a month done. Over the 12 months in 2022, we managed to complete on eight single let buy to let properties, which were rundown properties where we would do a buy, refurbish, rent, refinance. Now, everything I do, I do with joint venture partners. Everything I do, I do with other people's money or other people either helping me with the deal, uh, joint venturing with me on the deal, managing the refurb. So I've got a JV partner who does the refurbs with me. I've got a, a JV in my lettings business, and we've got JV partners who fund deals as well. So on the eight single let deals, following the buy, refurbish, rent, refinance process, we bought rundown properties, we refurbished them, we then rent them out and refinance them to recycle the cash. On many of them, we managed to get all of our money back out. However, there was some of them where we've had to leave money in. But taking some out of some, leaving some in others, the balance is that pretty much 97 to 98% of our cash is back out of the deals and available to do more property deals next year. So with the 34 property portfolio and the eight single lets, that took us to 42 deals for the year. Then one of the biggest projects we've done so far came available. So an old cinema and theater in our local area came available for auction from the local council. Now this property was shown online as over eight and a half thousand square feet. However, the measurements were completely wrong. And you gotta be aware of stuff, do viewings, check things out and look for where there might be an anomaly. A lot of people would look at this building, do their numbers on converting it into residential based on the square footage or square meterage shown on the, the agent's pack or the auction pack. However, when you look at the building and when you walk around inside, you speak to the people that were showing you around and they explained that there was parts of the building they couldn't even access, so the measurements were a rough estimate. And on top of that, there was a three-story building where the floors had been removed on a, one entire half of the building and a mezzanine floor had been put in to make room for the cinema rooms. 
Now, because we're taking the cinema rooms out, which were over two floors, we're going to be putting the original three floors back in again on that half of the building. So on one entire half of the building, there is one third of the floor space not recorded. So the final measurements when we are ready to do the development will be over 11,000 square feet. A huge building, a big square building, lots of parking outside within a two minute walk of the train station. And we've got our architect plans now already. And there's gonna be 21 one and two bedroom apartments three office spaces and a gym. So that's 25 more units. Now these are not built yet. These we will be developing through 2023 as part of my 2023 plan. However, we have locked in those 25 units as future income. So we've got the 34 property portfolio, the eight single lets taken us to 42 deals and an additional 25 within the cinema which will be 67 properties within 2022. Now at the start of 2022, that would have been an absolute pipe dream. The point of this is sometimes even your best set plans will be chucked up in the air within a few weeks and you've got to be able to adapt, you've got to be able to move with the times and you've got no idea what the world's going to chuck at you. What you have to do is be resilient, be ready and just Go for everything you possibly can and you would be surprised where you may end up. If you want to see the video of that cinema project and what it looks like today before we do the development, then again you can watch that on the Progressive Property YouTube channel where I did a walkthrough of the deal. If you to find it, just go to the Progressive Property YouTube channel and type in I bought the cheapest cinema in the country and you can watch that video. So as I said, 2022 was my best year, but also my hardest year as a property investor. Why? Well, number one, I did way more deals than I've ever done in any other year, getting 67 properties secured. However, that brings a lot of challenges. 67 potential opportunities brings a lot of work. Remember, all of the other deals that we would have looked at, analyzed, viewed, that did not come off. You don't look at property and get every single deal. You get some, you get a percentage of what you look at. So a lot of time went into stuff that turned out to be absolutely nothing. But if you don't put the time into the things that become nothing, you're never gonna get the things that become something. On top of all of the property viewings, the negotiations, we also have a number of different property businesses. One being my letting agency. So everything is managed in-house through the letting agency. And I also have a JV partner on the property refurbishments. One of the big challenges of 2022 was getting the refurb team um, moving quick enough to keep up with our projects and also getting good refurbers. So getting good plasterers, good painters, good electricians, getting people that are available, that can do the work. And we had to start to make a decision at the start of 2022 to start to bring a full team in-house. One of the toughest, but also one of the best decisions we made, as now we've got a team of between six and eight, between part-time and full-time builders at any one time, that can pull off any refurb project for us within sort of eight to 12 weeks. Now that brings challenges in terms of making sure that you keep them busy, make sure that you've got the ability to be able to pay the wages, keep them happy, but also manage them, keep an eye on them, make sure that they are working and not um, wasting time on projects. So as you start to do more than one project at a time, 
managing that process can become a challenge in itself. So I've got a JV partner who I work with, uh, who does all of that property management, um, a guy called Rafael, he looks after the refurb team and he manages that process through. At the same time in the lettings business, we've got to have the challenge of scaling up that business, having the right systems in place and making sure that we have enough staff to do the maintenance inspections, to do the um, moving in of the tenants, the viewings. It is a business in itself. Again, I've got a partner in the letting agency business called Andrew and Anna, two partners. Anna actually is Raf's wife and they run the letting agency side of the business so I can focus on finding deals, focus on delivering content for you guys on the podcast and helping and supporting and coaching people who are looking to follow in my footsteps on their property investment journey as well. Regards the letting agency business, we had many challenges throughout the year. We had one of our members of staff go on maternity leave. We had other staff members leave the business during the year looking for other opportunities. And we had a lot of new starters, people that we had to train up in lettings and to try and help in the local area as well. We took on a lot of people through the local government schemes to try and bring unemployed people into work. So we tried that for a little bit of time, trying to help people. And to be honest, most of the people we took on were not wanting to work, but they were being more forced to work. So that created more challenges in itself than it was really worth. And we've moved away from that again now and moved back to hiring people who are already in jobs. And here is why. If you've got somebody who's not in a job, and I've tried this to try and help people this year, and sometimes you could get a good person, but most of the time you, you really don't. I wanna hire the best people in my business, and the best people in my business will always be, or often be, and you can challenge me on this. Go to Progressive Property YouTube, go follow us on Facebook, challenge me on this, but um, it's difficult, you can't comment back on a podcast, but the best people, are people that are already in a job. If they're already in a job and you can headhunt them and take them from another job, you know there's somebody that somebody else wants. If they're not in a job, typically what I've found over the last 12 months, it's easy to get somebody. When you need somebody quickly, it's easy to get somebody who's out of work. However, when you do, you then have to train them, their attitudes hasn't been brilliant. Maybe it's the way I recruited them. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the type of people I recruited. But their attitudes weren't great. They didn't really want to be there. They um, didn't understand what it was to be part of a team and understand what it is to be out in a working relationship with other work colleagues. They kind of just wanted to drift into the job sit there all day, sit on the internet, and then drift home in the evening and take their money. Maybe the world's changed, but when we've hired people who are in a job, we are typically getting a much better caliber person. I would now pay more for somebody who's in a job than look to take somebody on who may be unemployed. Yes, unemployed people need to get back into work. Maybe they've just been made redundant, so there is a caveat to this. Maybe they've been let go from a job, maybe they've moved area and are looking for a new job, absolutely. But what I'm talking about is those that are long-term unemployed. If they're long-term unemployed, then if they get back into work with another business, they prove themselves, then I'm willing to help them out and give them an opportunity in my business. But I wanna see people who have already proved themselves to be part of my business going forward. I have tried the other way. I'm not totally against it. I actually gave it a, ch a shot over the last 12 to 18 months. And 
to be honest, I feel let down by the system. So I've gone back to people who are in jobs. Let me know your thoughts. Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, comment in our videos, let me know your thoughts. As well as the 67 property deals that we're secured are working on in the property business are already done. Within the lettings business, we also do what's called a management joint venture. And we've took on quite a few of those this year where we do all the back office lettings support and you know the contracts, the advertising, and then somebody on the ground in your area, think purple bricks model, they do the viewings. So let's say you're on the ground in London and you wanna use a local London letting agents. Well, what we do from our head office is we do all of the advertising, the brochures, the, the um, phone calls from the prospective tenants, the referencing, the credit checks, the lodging of the deposits, the um, rent collections, and on the ground, you do the viewings and the inspections of that property and the moving of the tenants in. And then we do a split on the management. So we've done quite a few of those on a management JV basis, which is a real win-win between ourselves, because we already have the team, and for the local landlord on the ground. We also do a lot of guaranteed rents, so rent to rents, profit share agreements with landlords as well. So um, two very different models, the rent to rent guaranteed rent model and the rent to rent profit share model. Both of them have their place. We've done quite a few of those deals as well, which massively helps with the scaling of the letting side of the business. So you don't own those properties, but it does generate cash flow and allows us to be able to scale that business as well as the property purchasing businesses. One of the other big opportunities that's come out of 2022 is energy performance certificates. Now, a lot of people will say, how is that an opportunity, Kevin? All properties need to be C-rated EPCs by 2025, 2026, if they're vacant. If they're tenanted, you've got till about 2028 or on a tenant change. However, all refurbishments that we are doing now were future-proofing. So the portfolio we purchased, all of the properties bar two are already C-rated EPCs, which was one of the big advantages of that portfolio as well. All of the singlets we purchase, when we do the purchasing, we refurbish them up to C-rated EPC level, so we future-proof. You're also getting advantages on mortgages if you do this, and the cinema project will be developed into C-rated EPC apartments. So we're future-proofing and being ready for what's coming in the future. However, there is a lot of properties that I own historically that are not C-rated EPC. They're either Ds or Es. Now, F and G, you're not allowed to let out anyway. D and E, you can However, I've just had a meeting very recently with a local company who are looking at improving the energy ratings of properties. Now, they've got a government-backed grant to take all E-rated EPC properties and do internal wall insulation, do roof insulation, do changes, even to potential changing the boilers in these properties to bring them up to C-rated EPC. All government-backed money. However, Here's one really great opportunity is, in our local area, the local council are also offering a grant to improve all E-rated EPC properties and bring them up to a C-rated EPC, so long as the household income is less than 31 grand. Now, I'm in the north of England and North Nottinghamshire, household incomes for many of our tenants are less than 31 grand. So we've identified 21 properties across my portfolio with that I own either personally or with my JV partners that we can get improved from E-rated EPC to C-rated EPC thank to, thanks to government grant money. So free upgrades to get us to C-rated EPC. The works on those are gonna be happening at the start of 2023. So I'll be getting another 21 properties C-rated at no cost to me thanks to government grant money.
So if you've got property right now and you're looking to improve them to get them up to C-rated DPCs, they have to be tenanted where the tenant is either not working or are depending on your local council, speak to your local council and see if there's any grants available. But in our area, they're giving grants if they're earning less than 31 grand. It isn't in many areas, but it is in some around the country. Check it out. It's a big, big opportunity. Take advantage of it while that government money is available because it won't be available forever. Now is the time to start moving on that. So look into it. And it is not for empty properties. It's not for new refurbished properties. It is for tenanted properties or properties where the household income is below a certain level. And speaking about grants, um, I don't know if you've ever done the lottery, but I'm not really a lottery lover. However, I did win the lottery over the last few years because the office that I run my lettings business out of, what I did was I looked at the local town plan and we identified that the government were spending millions, like tens of millions on improving the top half of our town. And they were going to do loads of changes, building a cinema, building a bus station. And one of the parts of the local town plan was to knock the building in, in the middle of the high street, take a building out and create a, a walkway to bring footfall to the top half of town. I purchased the building directly next door. Now we secured it for a very, very good price, just over a hundred grand. And that was back in 2017. Over the last five and a bit years, the government has been spent, the local council have been spending lottery grant money and government grant money on developing the top end of town. Because our building is right in the middle of the works, we've got new windows, we've got a new roof, we've got um, re-rendered and pointed all of our brickwork, we've got a new door on the side of the building, we've had thousands and thousands of pounds spent on our building, a new fire alarm system throughout the building, all got grant money. I've had to sit there and wait for a few years, but the building is now worth probably double what I paid for it from just sitting and waiting for grant money to improve it. So a really good year. Thank you to the council and the grants as well. So other ideas, keep an eye on your local town plan. Look, check it out over Christmas and follow the money. One of the next possibly biggest challenges of 2022 and what will be one of the biggest challenges of 2023 is the interest rate rises. Now, everyone is talking about this. The whole country is panicking about interest rate rises right now. And the base rate's currently 3.5%. Mortgage rates are starting around, for fixed rate products, anything from 5 to 6 plus percent to get a fixed rate mortgage. You can still get some decent variable rate mortgages around 4, 4.5%, but mortgage rates are significantly higher than they were just a few short months ago. Now, most of my portfolio are tied into fixed rate products that will run out in 2026, 2027, or even some of them further into the 2030s as I took 10 year fixed rate products. However, there is quite a few properties I have that will be coming to the end of their fixed rate terms next year. Plus there's all the stuff we're buying that's gonna be needing new mortgages and at higher interest rates. So how do you protect yourself? Is it a problem or is it an opportunity? Well, the first thing I'd say is interest rates with a base rate of three and a half percent sounds ridiculously high based on where we were at 0.1. However, if you look back over the last 50, 60, 70 years, three and a half percent is actually not very high. It's still a, a decent interest rate. 
If you have a portfolio, so for instance, I've just spoke about having 67 potential property deals within 12 month period. I've spoke about my portfolio. So overall my portfolio when the cinema deal is done will be well in excess of a hundred properties. So without the cinema deal, we're just under a hundred property deals right now. So I've got a significant portfolio. We've got, it's about 12 plus million pounds in value when I do the numbers at the end of this year. That is a lot of property with millions of pounds worth of mortgages. So the mortgage values are well, well over to what, five and a half to six million quid. That's a lot of monthly mortgage payments to be paying. The point of this is, if you are starting out in property, I meet people regularly and they haven't bought a house, they don't have any buy-to-lets and they're worried about interest rate rises. Well, you don't own a property yet. Those that should be most worried are those that already have built their portfolios. If they have built them badly, if they've over leveraged, if they have um, borrowed against their properties to live, they could be in some worrying situations over the next couple of years. I've always lived by and always taught a very simple model, which is take out what you put in. When we do a property deal, we buy it, we refurbish it, we rent it and we refinance it to pull out the money we put in. Once we've got the money out we put in, that is now technically a free house. I never borrow against that property again, ever. We never rob the house. When you take more money out of the house, you increase your debt, you reduce your interest rate. Now this goes against the traditional thinking that a lot of people in property will say about refinance, refinance, refinance. But from my belief, what you do when that happens is you're increasing your debt, you're reducing your cash flow, and the cash flow is what's king. My portfolio, we've been in property quite a while now, but the loan to value is running at about 53%. The best possible long-term mortgage deals are 60% loan to value. I can refinance my portfolio up to 60% and get money out should I need emergency money. I can make some of my properties 75% loan to values and make some of them mortgage free so I could get emergency money should I need where I can give easy first charge security to people should I need to to get money for a, a brilliant deal if one should come along. However, those that are leveraged to 75%, now you have to, at the start of your journey you've got to leverage high, you've got to leverage high to get moving or you can use joint venture partners to get moving. But as you start to build your portfolio over the next few years, you should be letting that loan to value drop down. I was expecting interest rates to go up. We've been waiting for it for years. I wrote my no money down property investing book in 2018 and I wrote it specifically with these changes in mind. The techniques like lease option agreements, exchange delayed completions, they're gonna be massive in 2023. You need to be looking at alternative ways to do property deals. There's gonna be a lot of people struggling next year. My whole plan for next year will be around moving from buying properties with JV partners into controlling properties and also still buying with JV partners, but where they're willing to leave the cash in. So for instance, the cinema deal, we have pre-agreed with our joint venture partners. So we've raised 1.95 million to do that project. We have pre-agreed with our JV partners that if, when the project's finished, if interest rates are higher than 6%, so if we cannot get a mortgage for 6% or less, then we're just gonna leave the money in the deal and cash flow it until interest rates come down. 
Now, if you're buying property with your own money, if you're buying property where you're using savings from a job, you are at risk in a recession. But if you're using joint venture finance, if you're using other people's money, it recession proofs you. That cinema project, we are not affected in any way by the recession. Number one, I've not had to do any bridging finance. We've not borrowed money. We're not paying 1% a month on finance. We've got joint venture partners who have funded the project. Yes, they get a share of the deal, but I can sleep at night, not worried about the finance. When we're finished the project, we do not need to go on to traditional finance because they'd rather leave their money in the deal than, and have good cash flow than put their money back into a bank to be burned by inflation. On a final note on interest rate rises, if you are looking to do property deals next year, reality is, yes, interest rates have gone up. Brilliant. That is a challenge for many people, but it's an opportunity for you. Here's why. Rents have also gone up. Less people are buying properties. There's less buy-to-lets available. So the rents have gone up. And you could say, yeah, rents have gone up, but rents have not gone up as much as interest rates. Absolutely not. However, property prices are coming down. Now, if you imagine the rents have gone up slightly, the property prices are coming down and possibly significantly, then the interest rate's actually irrelevant. If you were looking to do a property deal, in our single-let, buy-to-let properties, we're looking for a minimum £300 per month positive cash flow per deal. Now, you could say 300 quid a month, that's not a lot of money. But eight single-let, buy-to-lets individually last year at 300 quid a property, that's two and a half grand. The 34 property portfolio at 300 quid a property, that's 10 grand plus a month from rental income. It all adds up. However, if you were looking for a property deal to bring in 300 quid a month as a single let buy to let, the fact that interest rates have gone up is actually going to make you a smarter investor because you're going to stress test that deal at a higher interest rate. You still have to make your £300 a month profit, but now you're basing it on a higher interest rate, which means you're going to offer less for the property and you've got the rents going up. Now, interest rates are gone up, but they will stabilise and I actually predict they're gonna come down towards the middle of 2024. Here's why, because there is an election coming and the government put the country in, the, the government don't control interest rates, supposedly the Bank of England do. However, the, the Conservative Party have an election they need to try and win in 2024. And there's only one play in the playbook to be able to control a, a country's inflation level and to control a country who's going into recession or getting them out of recession. Number one is, if you are going into a recession, then there's going to be a lot of tightening of the belt, a lot of um, cuts on spending, and that's going to lead to a lot of people losing jobs, a lot of companies who can't afford to keep people on. And when people lose jobs, there's going to be people with mortgages who are struggling financially. However, we're officially in a recession right now. The only way to get a country out of recession is to, is to drop interest rates. To get out of recession, you drop interest rates to stimulate the economy, to incentivize businesses, to you know, give incentives to companies to try and hire people and to start the economy moving forward again. The, to win an election, you need to be in an economy that's moving forward, not in recession. So I predict that in 2024, that Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt will be giving grants and stimulation ideas to the economy. They'll be pushing the banks and the Bank of England themselves. They are linked, no matter what you say, they are linked to drop interest rates to try and kickstart the economy. 
Now, the reason interest rates have gone up so quickly, in my opinion, is you got to push interest rates up hard and fast so that you can drop them to get the country out of a recession. So it's all linked. The high interest rate rises right now. Imagine if interest rates stayed at 0.1%. How can you drop them to kickstart the economy? We're already in a recession. We've been in a recession for months. It's just become official recently. There's been a negative growth for the last nine months in this country. Interest rates are going up now, and it's because, yes, to control inflation, but secondly, to give the government and the Bank of England the opportunity to drop interest rates to kickstart the economy before the next election. And next is my favourite and most hated thing in the world, tenants. I love tenants. Here's why. I genuinely, I love tenants because here's the reality. I don't see them as tenants. I see them as my customer. My business would not be a business if I didn't have tenants. They look after my properties. They pay rent. They um, take care of the properties. They inform us of maintenance issues. And the income from my tenants allow me to live a great lifestyle and allow me to pay my staff their wages. So it's brilliant. It's a great business. However, some tenants what should I say, should be living in someone else's house, not mine. Um, most tenants, I must stress most tenants, 95, 98% of tenants are fabulous. But then there's the 2%. And that 2% of tenants, the ones that, that don't pay, the ones that trash your houses, the ones that bring guests around that trash your houses. What do I mean by that? Well, I had they say it comes in threes. I had one tenant have a fight with his girlfriend and she came around the property with a golf club and smashed up all the windows, literally every window in the house. I had another property where somebody was just walking by it at night time and they decided to chuck a brick through the window. They even looked at the camera outside on the street, almost gave it a wave and then chucked a brick through the window and never got caught. So I love tenants, but I don't love some tenants and I don't love tenants friends and I don't love people who walk by my houses who think they can just chuck stones through the windows for no apparent reason because they're drunk somebody else's tenant maybe but my favorite tenant of all is the ones that absolutely smashed up one of my properties so now okay they've been there for not that long really but they took the property and I mean it was just a complete mess. I can't even describe on a podcast how bad it was. I mean, there was maggots in the cooker. There was, there was maggots in the fridge. There was bedrooms that you couldn't even see the floor on. It was just absolutely trashed. If you want to see it, because I can't describe it, there's a video on the Progressive Property YouTube channel called Nightmare Tenants from Hell Trashed My House. Go have a watch, it is phenomenal. So Progressive Property YouTube channel. Um, but you know what? It was a problem, but it's part of being a property investor. If you have one property that you've used your life savings to buy and you've put your money into that house, you are not a property investor. You are somebody who is trying property as a hobby, hoping it'll make you money for retirement. In a proper property business, we budget for everything. We expect properties to be trashed. Now, when you've got a hundred odd properties, if one property is not trashed in a year, you're, you're shockingly lucky. There'll always be tenants not paying, there'll always be property trashed. In any business, 
you have budgets to look after everything. The reality is that that property that got trashed, the refurb is paid from the income from other properties. If a tenant doesn't pay, we have systems in place. We can do rent guarantee insurance. So every year in our business, we plan for damage, we plan for rent arrears. The way the world is right now, we've put all of our properties on rent guarantee insurance because we expected this year with the energy crisis, with the cost of living crisis, that there'll be people who struggle financially to pay their rent. So we pre-plan and put everything on rent guarantee insurance. So if a tenant doesn't pay, the rent still gets paid. You've got to pre-plan this stuff. We have a, in our business, rent arrears, I do a, a weekly review of all of our rents. So one of the team in my office send me a spreadsheet with every single property and how much the tenants are uh, you know, up to date on their rent, are behind on their rent. And at any one time, we've got about £5,000 of rent arrears. Now you might be watching this going, oh my God, but we're talking £5,000 of rent arrears at any one time across 300 odd tenants. That is not bad. We've got 200 multi-let rooms. At any one time, we're between five and eight empty rooms. We're never full. We've got probably within about two empty rooms at any one point in 2022, but between five and eight empty rooms is where I would consider be a good place to be. Now, if you've got one property with five rooms and you've got five empty, you've got a major problem. But when you've got 200 rooms and there's five empty, you're running at sort of 96, 7% occupancy levels. That's really, really good. So this is not about buying property and investing in property. As you scale your business, this is about running an actual business. So we've covered quite a bit in this, this podcast. I've had a lot of issues this year from staffing issues, tenant issues, interest rates going up, the challenges with the government changing laws around energy performance, but overall, right, I've had it my best year ever. What I've learned is that you have to be able to roll with the punches. I, have, I am resilient. I already knew I was, but I've coped with a lot this year, a lot of challenges. And here is the thing about property. If you are looking for get rich quick, property investing is probably not the thing for you. But if you're gonna be working hard anyway, then why not work hard building your own dream? What I've done this year is create a generational wealth for my family for forever. My kids can choose to work rather than have to work. I'll continue to scale that business because I'm doing something I enjoy and I'm doing something that's gonna leave a lasting legacy for generations to come. When you are in a job, you cannot pass that job on to your children. They've gotta learn how to do their own job. They've gotta work hard building somebody else's dream for the rest of their lives if you don't work hard building a future for them now. So 2022 has been a challenging year, but 2022 has also brought some massive, massive learnings. And you know what? If you really wanna wish for something, don't wish for more freedom. Wish for the ability to deal with bigger challenges and bigger problems. In life, the bigger you scale your business, the more challenges you will have. I know that back in 2013, when I found Progressive Property and started learning how to do property correctly, after 10 years of messing it all up, if I was handed the challenges in 2013 that I was handled, handed in 2022, I would have quit. I wasn't strong enough mentally, I wasn't strong enough emotionally, I wasn't strong enough knowledge-wise to be able to deal with the challenges of 2022 back in 2013. In 2016, I was stronger than in 2013, in 2019 stronger than in 2016, and I know that in 2025, I'll be able to deal with bigger challenges than I did this year. 
The challenges do not disappear. The challenges just get bigger. Your job is to get stronger at dealing with bigger and bigger challenges. Grow your beliefs, grow your mindset, grow your knowledge, and you automatically grow your bank account. This is the reality. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And for many people, it's the light of an oncoming train. But for many others, it's the biggest opportunity in history. More millionaires and more billionaires are created in property in a time of crisis than at any other time. In 2009, on the back of the financial crash, Progressive Property, Rob Moore and Mark Homer, the co-founders, built up a significant property business. Many, many other massively successful property investors today built their business on the back of the 2008 crash through 2009, 10 and 11. And the very same thing is going to happen in 2023 and 2024. Some people are going to build massive, massive property businesses because they're going to have the right belief, the right mindset and the right knowledge to push forward. The right people around them to support them. For many other people, they're going to sit back hoping and wishing and waiting for the right time. While all of the time they're doing exactly what they did to get them to where they are right now. If you do not do something different, you'll never get a different result. What I love about progressive property and why I come here all the time is I'm around like-minded people. When I tried to do property investing alone, I was on my own, I had nobody to ask questions to, I had nobody to advise me, and most of my circle of friends were not doing property. And they would be advising me to quit, advising me to not take action, advising me it's the wrong time or, you know, it's too risky. Being coming here and being around people like Mark Homer, the co-founder of Progressive, and Rob Moore, and all of the other mentors and students is you are around people who are on the same journey as you, pushing forward with you. I've had a lot of challenges in 2022, but I watched Mark Homer go through massive challenges doing a 99 apartment development right through the middle of the pandemic. They, he faced major challenges from the developer going bust in the middle of the project, having to set up his own development company to deliver it, have it, literally a refurb team in his office hanging around him, watching him being able to deal with and grow and come through those types of projects inspires me and inspired me to take action and to grow and to not, re not worry about the size of projects. I took on two of the biggest deals I've ever done in my life in the last 12 months, the 34 apartment portfolio and the cinema project that will be 21 apartments and four commercial spaces. These type of projects I wouldn't have considered a few short years ago, but I'm looking at them now because I'm around people who are doing bigger projects than that. And if they can do bigger projects and I can hang on to their coattails, then I can do bigger projects too. So the secret to success is not reading books. The secret to success, podcasts like this are great, but the secret to success is hang around like-minded people. Get out there, get networking, attend events, meet people who are on the same journey as you because they are the people that will hold you up and stop you from quitting when you want to quit on yourself. So that's me reflecting on my hardest and yet best year in property to date. If you want to learn more, if you want to know more about my journey and the type of deals I'm working on, make sure you go to the Progressive Property YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel. There's videos on there that will show you inside of the properties we've seen. It'll show you visuals and breakdowns of the type of deals I've been working on and what I discussed in this podcast. I hope you all have a great Christmas. Get planning and get ready for 2023. It is going to be an awesome year. I'm planning for even bigger things in 2023 and being on here this time next year telling you about bigger and better projects.
I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. See you next time.